2: Okay, halfway through the second period, Boston in control against Montreal with a 4-0 lead and a 22-9 advantage in shots on goal. Brad Marchand has a hat trick, including a shorthanded goal to get up to 19 on the season. Curtis Lazar, the former Oil King, with his fourth of the year. I know I always say former Oil King when I talk about Curtis Lazar, even though I know you all know that. I guess I just like saying it. Anyway, 780-496-0063 as the Oilers got back to practice today now uh, again the reports from Elliott Friedman and Frank Saravelli that likely some delays here with an NHL team possibly the Oilers being able to sign Evander Kane so we continue to watch that story and get your opinion on it and we'll go to Ted on the Certainty Hotline hi Ted hey how are you yeah good go ahead sir no I'm gonna, let's talk about all uh, Wander here so there is no talk about
3: him but to me we live today, right here, right now. Yesterday's gone. Let's forget that. Let's look at it positive. Positive will bring you good results. The other stuff, it's garbage. So let's put the garbage aside. Let's live today. Let's live right now. We're going to have a game on Saturday. And if he's going to be playing, I'm going to be watching him and see what good he brings to the table, you know. There's also good, you know. And through mistakes, we learn the people that we are will make better people the next day because we know it's a mistake we did something wrong we're going to fix that and i'm right. sure he's the same kind of a person
2: yeah appreciate that ted yeah if well again i don't know if evander keen is going to be with the oilers or anybody else by saturday but that's ted's perspective we also have mike standing by seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. good evening mike
3: reed how you doing
2: quite well good
3: um One question is, I watch uh, down here in Calgary, I watch the Flames put Monaghan in the press box and on the fourth line, uh, limited ice time for lack of production or uh, the unwillingness to uh, grind out some goals or or swinging away from hits. Why hasn't that approach been taken with, I don't know, the middle six with the Oilers, Uh, rather than making a snap decision here to bring in some big risk or gamble. Hey, I, I, I think Kane's a great player, uh, but all the things that the Oilers need, but why, why isn't there more to hold the players accountable for uh, not getting a little more dirty up there?
2: Yeah, I, I guess my answer to that, Mike would be without, you know, necessarily expecting to talk about that. I mean, they have moved some players up. I mean, Cassian got a game and a half on the top line. Uh, Fogle's jumped up there in times of injuries. I, I mean, I think with McDavid, Drysital, and uh, Yamamoto and Nugent Hopkins, you're probably not moving any of those guys down. Uh, Puliary has played a couple games on the third line. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I think with the Oilers, it's it's probably that they 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 don't have the personnel necessarily to swap players in and out uh that would be my short answer to that all right jack michaels he's going to be back on the radio on saturday so we got to put him back on the radio tonight so we can get used to it again hey jack
0: yeah i didn't know whether i was a guest on the show or a mere idol participant if you want to take some more calls or maybe uh you know call dolores and make sure you've gotten her grocery list checked off or the dogs walked i'm here for any other chores you want to take care of first
2: off all right <laughs> well you are a guest so hey we have people who want to participate in the show so there you yeah, go Yeah, i don't know i i, I it's
0: Again, I think I might have to get my agent involved here for future
2: appearances. Well, yeah, uh, well, your agent, Mr. Stoffer, he knows where he stands. <laughs> so there you go.
0: I'm already, <laughs> I'm already, uh, I'm already in the coveted six thirty-five time slot,
2: now which is I've, a very good time to you You're the first guest we've had, so that's good. Yeah. You're doing great. that should should tell you something right there, shouldn't it? (laughs) Well, hey, that's, uh, I'm not going to weigh in on that. How are you doing, buddy? (laughs) Maybe it's that beard. It's chasing your guests away. Well, nobody knows I have a beard, except for the few people who see me at the rink. Well, I guess I was on Global this morning. My beard's very yeah, gray just now. I'm I mean.
0: you. You're a man about town. Now, what about your glam shots that you took back in November? Was that
2: beard or sans beard? No, oh, no, I didn't have the beard. Oh, that I, probably, I only started bringing the beard back like a week and a half ago. It's still relatively new. I thought it was
0: weird, you know, we had a parade of people filing in for global and you're
2: the only one who insisted on taking his shirt off i thought that was kind of weird yeah i want i just i like a variety of photos jack you know (laughs) including the ravishing (laughs) rick rude collection ravishing reed rude that's right (laughs) that's the wrestling reference so no but seriously let's look um this Evander kane topic it's a good one for talk shows i'll tell you that because people got an opinion you heard a couple of them um, a couple guys before 6.30 said, you know, you, you got to go for it. You got to, you can't hold this against him for the rest of his life. Um, you know, call him what you will. We've seen this in other sports where sometimes players get multiple chances. I don't know what's going to happen. I, we know the reporting today indicates that there, there could be further delays here with an NHL team signing him because of the, the border issue with when he was in the American Hockey League and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting one to talk about for sure.
0: Especially because of what, you know, he would theoretically bring were he to join the Oilers. He's a top 25 goal scorer since he entered the National Hockey League. He's a top 25 goal scorer. If you look at the last three seasons, he's completed. His production has never really fallen off. His games played at times has. His... Uh, I would say reputation of the league has fallen off, I think, steadily ever since he broke into the National Hockey League. He has alienated himself from, you know, three different places. Uh, But he's also been a guy that has recently, you know, as, as 2019 was playing, you know, a vital role on a team that was one step away from the Stanley Cup final. So, you know, this is a player with a lot of intrigue. A lot of ability, and a player that, much like other athletes and other sports, is probably now on his last or next to last opportunity. If this happens to be a prove it rental type situation for the Edmonton Oilers, I would think the leadership group, the coaching staff, and the you know high profile members of this organization would have a pretty good idea of whether they wanted to pursue him long-term at the end of a three- to five-month short-term rental. So to the extent that I think it's super risky, I don't, because this is not the season. This is not five years and upwards of thirty to $40 million you're gambling. This is a 90-day regular season window, an indeterminate postseason window, that you're going to be evaluating the player on both in terms of his on-ice contributions and how he fits within the base of your locker room and if he doesn't fit within the base of your locker room no matter what he does on the ice i think that'll be pretty evident when it comes time to making a more longer-term decision and not only does the team know that but the player knows that as well so you'd think the player were he to be acquired by the Edmonton Oilers would arrive in town with more than just putting goals and assists on the ledger
2: well, and I think that's the one key point. This is not a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract, <laughs> I would say, regardless of where he goes, right? So if it doesn't work out or if there are problems, that the, the team is going to be done with Evander Kane at, at the end of the season, whenever they're eliminated or win the Stanley Cup. So, So fair comment. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. All right, Jack. Uh, practice today was kind of a different one. They, they went for uh, almost an hour, which is fairly substantial in length. Fifteen players on the ice uh, and two goaltenders as they still get people out of COVID protocol. Pretty good pace. Some uh, some of that small ice-type stuff, so they're competitive for space, and they got to get the puck off their sticks quickly. And hopefully, <laughs> they're hoping... Get, it's like, go add a couple players every day, and then you have the full recipe for Saturday.
0: Well, you really have two mini camps here. One is the mini camp to get ready for Ottawa, and the next will be the mini camp to get ready for the remainder of the regular season. Because remember, the remainder of the regular season is not going to have any breaks. It'll have a long weekend for the All Star game, but likely the Oilers will be playing Monday or Tuesday after the All Star game. So. Excuse me. When you look at what Edmonton has to prepare for, as you say, right now they're just trying to cram for the short term, which is the Ottawa game. Get as many players back into the groove, into rhythm, and feel the lineup that you can get through the Ottawa game with and hopefully produce two points. Then over the next four days, you're going to get everyone left back from – you know, COVID protocol, including Kyle Turris, who entered today, Turris is going to be eligible to play next Thursday against the Florida Panthers if he doesn't have significant symptoms. And as a result, then you've got that second mini camp next week where you gear up for what's going to be a grind. And, you know, I expect the others to play seven or eight times within a 14 to 15 day span to make up the games they've missed. And then you start looking at what March, April, look like. There's a lot of games on the schedule. There's not these. I think there's one uh, where you have three days off with no games. But there's there's not going to be any more of this. You know, one and nine, two and fifteen, uh, extended type of breaks. We don't think, anyways. Who knows what the future holds in the world? That's beyond the Oilers' control. But it's a real important stretch of time. The next two weeks, to get this club ready, to hit the ground running, yes, a little bit against Ottawa, but more importantly, when the season really kicks into high gear and you're going to end up playing 47 games in about a 90-day time period. That's a condensed schedule. It's not unlike what they faced coming out of the lockout in 2013 where they played, I believe it was, 48 games in 98 days. It's going to be very similar to that read, and you want all your ducks in a row. You're going to have healthy bodies. You're going to have players that don't need to test every day. You're going to have COVID as less and less of a day-to-day distraction, at least within the room, because you know what guys you're going to have for the rest of the season. So it's time to get it sorted so you can take full advantage of that condensed schedule and start making up some of the ground you've lost over the last 13 games.
2: Yeah, for sure. And and you're right, should be a really condensed schedule. Bill Daly was on the show last night, said they're going to fit almost all the postponed games into that Olympic break and then probably make some adjustments in March and April. And he says, don't expect the uh, schedule to go into May. So that's what we're looking at there. Jack, before I let you go, and I'm not going to bring up a certain team that brought you heartbreak this year, but I will ask now that we're into the playoffs uh, for your Super Bowl prediction. I am sticking with my preseason prediction of Buffalo over Tampa Bay. Our young friend Bob Stoffer last night predicted Green Bay over Tennessee. Aren't those the two number one seeds? He's really going out yeah. on a limb. <laughs> yeah. And Jack, you are going with who? I'm going to say we'll see a rematch and we'll see a repeat.
0: Uh, I'm going to say Tampa Bay over Kansas City.
2: Interesting. Okay. I'm writing this down and saving it. <laughs> Okay, Jack, you're a gentleman for coming on the show, regardless of what time it is. I'll save 8.30 for you next time, and I'll see you at the rink tomorrow, my friend.
0: All right, perfect. And, you know, again, next time I'm on, feel free to stack up another seven or eight people in front of me. I really enjoy it.
2: We, we may do that next time. Jack's gonna uh, coming on. I'm just gonna give away canned hams to anybody who calls in before Jack. That is Jack Michaels checking in. Thank you, sir. Uh, the uh, certainty Hotline, certainty Professional Cric Building Materials, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We should have. Speaking of that schedule, we should have the revised schedule next week. That is what Bill Daly said on Inside Sports last night. As uh, what are the Oilers up to? Nine games to make up. Uh, they got Ottawa on uh, Saturday, Florida next Thursday, and then it gets back into uh, more of the pace of a, of a real NHL season, so to speak, uh, with a bunch of games to be made up. So we'll keep an eye on that. Okay, so uh, that was Jack. I want to remind you, this is going to be cool. Between 7.30 and 8 tonight, a very special guest from Paris. Stephanie Labbe is going to be on the show, the native of Stony Plain, longtime member of the Canadian National Women's Soccer Team, Gold medalist in Tokyo from August. Our first interview with her since she was the uh, winning goalkeeper during that dramatic shootout against Sweden. So she's coming up between 7:30 and 8. And of course, plenty of more time for you. Uh, I, I am eager to hear from people on uh, Evander Kane. Your perspective on the whole thing, and also we we didn't have a lot of time for open line yesterday because we had uh, we had guests on and Mac T was on. You know, Bill Daly was on. It, what Ken Holland said yesterday about uh, that he, he believes the answers are in the locker room. He says there aren't a lot of trades in the middle of the season. And he kind of says, you know, there haven't been this year. It sounded like he doesn't really see it happening. He's uh, He's kind of gave everybody a vote of confidence with that group. Did you any big takeaway for that? Were you thrilled? Were you upset? Are you just thinking, well, okay, that's what he said today. It could change two weeks from now, depending on how the team is going. The lines are open seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's inside sports on Chad. Who is still uh, injured. Not sure when we're going to see him back in the lineup. Oilers uh, practicing today. Another one tomorrow. Another one Friday. And then the game on Saturday against the Ottawa Senators. Faceoff show at 6 30. Game at 8 here on 6 30. Chad. Late in the second period, Montreal on the board, but still trailing Boston 4 1. That's was just over two minutes left in period two. Okay. Uh, really happy to hear from you, of course. 780 496 0063. Richard is on the line. Go ahead, Richard. Good day, Reed.
3: Hey. Um, I have a bit of a different take on this. I think we as a society, who do we pay the most money to? The people who entertain us, athletes, actors, that type of thing. By extension, mm-hmm. do we give them extra chances to, for whatever reason? Uh, in the 1980s, there was a left-handed pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers named Steve Glass, who did enough booger sugar to... <laughs> like. Well, I remember, they, yeah. And they give him like ten or eleven chances, and so yep. uh, that—that's just what I'm saying. Uh, do we give them extra, extra hall passes, or do we just say, uh, I don't know what to, um, like I yeah, say, so just because of their skill do they get special treatment, or do we win at any
2: cost? Yeah, I think Steve Howe is the picture—the picture well, you're thinking it. of, right? Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Uh, Steve, uh, Steve Howe. Yeah, I, I remember that, and I think he got. It might have been seven. Yeah, seven times he was suspended for drug policy violations, and then in yeah. 1992 he finally got a lifetime ban. Yeah, uh, yeah. seven now, times is a lot.
3: <laughs> yeah, and and now you you want to drag up the past, but then I'll I'll let you go with this. Uh, the Oilers gave Craig McTavish a second chance after spending time yep. incarcerated for for what he did so I think they, they can assist. is what it, it, Evander Gain, Cain done worse than that I don't think so
2: yeah yeah fair enough Yep, yeah. thank you richard we appreciate it uh steve howe by the way uh unfortunately was uh, killed in a car accident in 2006 but yeah that's the picture that he was talking about and and look mac t is now a uh, a regular on this show he appears every couple of weeks he obviously doesn't doesn't talk about that anymore what you know spending time in in jail and being out of the nhl for a year uh but he did comment thusly on Evander Kane last night on the show?
4: I think uh, it sounds like there's no shortage of opportunity for him, which is... I don't know whether that's surprising, but uh, I think on a short-term show-me deal, I, th- I think, you know, that that's intriguing to teams. I think the thing that would... I I'd, I'd be cautious about would be bringing him in much like the sharks did when he went there on a pretty short term deal and he played very well and it uh, morphed into a very long term deal that didn't end up being uh, a great great signing but I think you know I I am with uh, Kenny Holland and Glenn Sather, and uh, people deserve second chances they generally all grow up uh over time i think that uh you know are there some caution flags with this player for sure but you know that you know with the leadership group and the caliber of players the oilers have they're going to be able to control him and he's going to be highly motivated and you know, th- those are good things for performance level for the individual, and and, and uh, by extension, uh, c- collective performance level for the team that signs them.
2: A little perspective there from Craig McTavish, speaking now as a as a broadcaster and a manager in the past, a coach in the past, and of course a player in the past. Who, as uh, Richard mentioned on the open line, was given a second chance himself. We also have Brock calling in this evening. Brock, I'm happy
1: to hear from you. Go ahead. Good evening, Reed. Yep. Hundred percent, hundred percent for Kane. I think uh, like it's just it's just too good of a deal to pass up. Like for the, for the money and and for the position we're in, he's definitely going to help us make a run. He's a type of player that will stick up for McDavid. That, you know, dry style that won't be taking liberties. And uh, all these people that are against it once they start winning and he's playing with McDavid and scoring, well, that will be all. Put the rest because I definitely think he's. Uh, what he brings on ice is it's definitely going to help our team and and we need his and we need that type of player right now
2: yeah well i mean you, you, you made a good point i mean if you win and he's successful people tend to over to overlook other things right and, yeah. and and this team needs to win now i'm not saying everything in a person's past necessarily should be overlooked but you know that that's that's only my argument brock is and, and you can respond if you like, or you can just tell me that you, you don't care what I think. But uh, you know, he's, no, every, no, everybody yeah, their opinion. He, I'm, I'm just worried that he has shown in the past he kind of has acted like ru- the rules aren't for me. You know, it's, it's optional. The, the rules are optional. That, that's what worries me. Is he going to reach a point here where, you know, he slips up and then I, I mean, I guess the Oilers deal with it if that happens, or another team deals with it. That's, that's kind of my biggest concern.
1: Yeah, that's that's that, you know that I kind of think in Keynes in in his uh, position now it's kind of like you know this could be it. it. It's time to you know it might be his last chance and I think like Tampa Bay and the other teams that are interested in him they're pretty deep teams and if he, if I think him coming to Edmonton he knows where he's gonna be. He's, he's guaranteed he's gonna be on the top line either in a first line or second line power play. So I think uh, I think it'll be a good fit for him. So uh, hopefully he comes.
2: All right, Brock, have a great evening. Thanks for listening.
1: Yeah, you too. Thank you.
2: That is Brock, 780-496-0063. More time for you, of course, in the next half hour. And Stephanie Labbe coming up between 7.30 and 8. Thanks for tuning in tonight.
1: 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.